Hello, witches, and welcome back to another episode of The Basic Witch. As always, I'm Cassie. And yes, you're right. You noticed I'm a day late. I'm sorry. But um, that brings me to something I need to tell you guys. Uh, if you've been following along in the podcast, you know that my life has been um, crazy right now. It's promotion of work and everything changing. Yes, I do make the schedule, but I have to be fair to my team. So I... Um, don't give myself every weekend off because that's just really shady of me. <coughs> but I did take a uh, half day today and all day tomorrow, which is awesome because I never, ever, ever get Sundays off. And I this is only the second or the first time actually since I've taken over that I've gotten um, my half day and my actual day off in the same week. So it's pretty cool. But with that said, um, I just can't guarantee I will get everything out on Fridays just because everything has been so crazy. So I'm going to shoot for my new uh, day of the week for my quote-unquote release date to be Sundays. More than likely, they'll be up on Saturdays, late Friday evening. It just kind of depends, but we're just going to shoot for Sunday. That way I'm not considered late anymore. Um, if anyone is, like, keeping tabs or anything, I apologize. So, anywho, moving on. Um, yeah, everything's been kind of crazy. If you pay attention to the last episode, you know that we had um, some changes going on. We had a death in the family, and... The energy in here was just way, way, way crazy. So, um, today that kind of reminded me, I wanted to get, I mean, it reminded me last week, but, um, I wanted to get a little more serious about things here. We've been doing a lot of talk about self-care and energy, but I wanted to really dive into the energy portion of things a little deeper, but this week I want to talk about divination. As I mentioned last week, guys, we are getting closer to Samhain, which means the veil is thinning more and more every single day. If you have never really dabbled in divination or you are not um, strong in it or you are scared to try it or you're just nervous about it or whatever the case may be, you can be a fucking pro at it. This is still a great fucking time to do it, to brush up on your skills either way. So th this is perfect timing Especially for newbies, this is a great time to really introduce yourself into divination and really dive into it because the the veil is thinning so the energies that you're going to connect with are going to be stronger. You're going to be stronger and this all goes back to everything we've been talking about here lately. So let me get my little ad out of the way and then we will dive right into it. All right? Here's my little jingle. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I'm back. Alright, so I'm sure you guys have noticed, um, maybe you didn't, I don't know, but you may have noticed in the, the first segment, and now my voice is back to being raspy, and I'm wheezy sounding, and I just sound kind of off. My allergies are back again, and my sinuses are all jacked up, because, you know, I went from my spring and summer allergies to my fall allergies with no break at all in between, so it's freaking awesome. Also, um, I went ahead and got the vaccine. I wasn't really hep on getting it, but 
after Todd's mom got sick, I just decided that we needed to do that. So, um, I did it. I got my second vaccine on Wednesday, and I felt like shit ever since. So, I think it's a combination of all of those things. So, yeah, that's why I sound like shit. So, yay, you get to hear me sound all heavy breathing and wonderful. <coughs> and cough in the middle of it. And if I were a professional, I would edit all of that out, but... I'm not going to, so I like to keep it real. I want you guys to hear all the rawness and realness and my fuck-ups and bloopers and all of those things. So, yeah. All right. This is a wonderful time of year for anyone to dive into divination, whether you are a pro at it or you are new or you are in the middle. It doesn't matter. This is a great time for divination of any kind because, like I said, the veil is thinner. And it's thinning every day as we get closer to Salon. And it's not like I said before, you guys, it's not like it just, like, Salon's here, bam, it's thin, and then the next day it's closed again. It, that's just not how it works. It, it thins out as we get closer, and then it slowly thickens back up. And I'm not even sure those are the right words to use, thick and thin, but um, it, it's the words that I'm going with because, honestly, that is a really good way to describe it. But I don't know. Anyway, my point is, the energies that you can connect with are a lot stronger now than they would be if you were to start, like, in the dead of summer. Um, they just are. So, this is a great time for you to connect. And this is a really good time for you to start practicing with opening your third eye and, and doing all those things. Because all that you're going to do is just connect with something. It may not be exactly what you're trying to connect with. Um, you may be trying to connect with something specific or whatever. You don't know what's going to come through. And that's what's kind of awesome because it's just a really great way to sharpen your skills and open things and and to kind of practice. So, when we talk about divination, there's so fucking many ways to do divination. And I love all of them, to be honest. I, I do. I practice all of them. I do have my favorites. Um, pendulum and dowsing rods. Tarot. Scrying of any kind. Love them. Um, I've been working with palm reading for a while now, and I just, I have a lot of trouble with palm reading. Not that I have trouble doing it, I just, when I touch someone to, to read their palm, I don't like to touch people because I don't like the feelings. Um, not like the physical feel, the emotional feel. I just feel people's feelings when I touch them sometimes, and I don't always like that. It's just not always a good feeling that you get from someone. I mean, some people just have bad vibes when you, and if you have that ability to, to touch someone and kind of feel things, it's not always wonderful feeling. So I try to avoid palm reading now, um, unless it's people I already know and have already touched and things like that. I just don't like to touch strangers, people I don't know, I, I'm not prepared for. You can read their aura and you can prepare yourself, but it sometimes it's just not enough. And when you touch their hand, you see that darkness and that shadiness and... All those things that you just don't want to see and feel and be a part of. So, I try to avoid that. I do enjoy palm reading. I just don't like that part of it. So, and you can only read your family and friends' palms so many fucking times because it doesn't change and you already know a lot about them. So, it's kind of like, eh, what the fuck's the point? But, that's just me. So, if you guys hear some weird popping in the back, um, my apothecary, I, I use mason jars to put all my herbs and... My dried flowers in, and so if you hear some popping, I'm not a canner, like I've never done any canning type stuff, but for some reason, my cans, or because I use, like I said, the mason jars, but the the little seal things keep popping, and I don't know why. Um, I always wanted to learn how to can, 
but I don't have the time. Um, unfortunately, I try to work it in with everything else I got going on, but I start so many projects, and I just have never really had the time to, to can, so I, I don't. Um, I would love to, though, so maybe that's something I'll do next year. All right, so if you hear that popping noise, that's what it is. It's not the spirits in the room, although there are several of them. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Let's start off with something super easy. So if you are new to divination, pendulum would be like the easiest one. And honestly, anything could be a pendulum as long as you charge it. You can obviously get pendulums. Um, there's the pop. Most of them are crystal. Now I have one that is my absolute favorite. It is a black onyx. I'm pretty sure it's in the Facebook group. I'll show the picture. It's a black onyx with like a brassy copper... Um, cage at the top that holds it in place. I don't think it's called a cage. I can't think of the word it's called. Anyway, it is probably one of my all-time favorites. It's one of my ones I carry in my bra a lot. And again, um, I do carry crystals in my bra and a pendulum usually because you never know when you're going to need to ask the spirits for help or where you might be. So sometimes at work, I'll pop it out and I'm like, okay, guys, I need help. Any energy around me, spirits around me want to help me out. Especially like when I'm trying to figure out a schedule. I'm like, all right, do I take Monday off? Do I get myself a day off here or whatever, or you just have some random things and you just want that reassurance, the pendulum is really nice. So, just a refresher, like, I, I know we kind of covered a lot of this in the first season very vaguely, but we're just kind of going to do a quick refresher on it. With the pendulum, everybody kind of does things their own way, and it's completely fine because, say it with me, there's no wrong way to be a witch. Man, you guys are on it. I just love y'all so fucking much. Okay. I personally wrap the top of, like, what most of them have, like, a little ball at the top or whatever, but I wrap it around my index finger loosely and hold it with my thumb in place, and just, like, one little sweep over is all I really do. I hold the pendulum with my hand. I think of my question. You can say it out loud. You can say it to yourself. It just depends where you're at. Sometimes you can't always say things out loud, but you can still get your answers. I mean, energies around you can still, you know, work with you and, and do things. It's just the energy in the room is going to kind of feel what's happening anyway. So, it is what it is. But I think about what I'm trying to ask or my question or whatever, and, and I, I drop it and go. However, when you're starting out, you need to set up a um, system with the energies around you and see if there's anything in there. So, you'll You'll drop it and you'll ask the energy, okay, move the pendulum which way for yes or whatever, you know, however you want to ask it. And they'll indicate which way is yes by moving the pendulum that way. And then you'll ask them, um, show me which way is no. And uh, now they're moving it left to right as before they were moving it front to back for yes. And if you if you just feel like maybe it's just the way you dropped it or, or you don't trust yourself and you are second-guessing yourself, which you need to stop fucking doing. I've told you stop doing that a million times, but sometimes we don't always listen to me, and that's fine. You can ask it a second time to basically just verify or confirm that that's the way that they want it to be. Um, with pendulums, it's more yes and no questions or questions that have whatever you've set the, you know, define the directions for and the answers for. So... Um, you can say, you know, this way would be, you know, tomorrow and this way would be next week or something. Whatever your question is, it just depends on your situation and your question. But 
again, there's, there's no wrong way. So you can honestly just kind of do it however you're going to connect with the energy around you. And this is another huge thing. I think it's really important. I, I think I've said this in every single fucking episode along with, you know, there's no wrong way to be a witch. You have to trust yourself, guys. You have to trust your gut. You have to trust your intuition. Believe in yourself. You're on this path for a reason. You didn't just decide, hey, being a witch looks cool. I'm going to try it. You were pulled to this for a reason. Maybe you did say, hey, being a witch looks cool. I want to try it. But you were pulled to it for a reason. You were brought on this path because you have all of this inside of you. And now it's time to really fully use it and put it to work. But in order to do that, you have to trust yourself. And I know it's not easy. I can sit here and tell you guys to do it until you're blue in the face. And then I'm going to turn around and do something after I get done recording this podcast and posting it. That I'm going to question myself. Well, is that really? Maybe I'm just crazy. Or no, maybe not. I don't even listen to my own damn advice about that. So I get it. It's fine. But pendulums are... Okay, somebody just knocked on the wall. So that's cool. The energies are hearing me talk. And they just want to be part of it. So it happens. Um... The pendulums are really cool because you set the definitions of the yes and no. Like, you can ask the questions, the yes and no. They're very simple, but they're also really nice because it's just a very calming, easy, one-on-one -on -one connection with the spirits. So that's pretty easy to do and easy to work with and, and just very simple for anyone beginning out. I don't think that sounded right, beginning out. <laughs> it's very simple for anyone starting out. That's the word I was looking for. And it's also something you can carry with you. And if you don't have, I mean, you don't have to go out and buy a fancy pendulum. I've told you guys, you know, a hundred times, you can do the DIY witch stuff yourself. And you can literally just use a necklace or a crystal or, or anything that swings. I mean, you can literally make it, take your fucking shoestring and tie it around a crystal of some sort or a rock. Anything, like anything. Connect it, charge it. Cleanse it, do all the things, make it prepared, designate it for what you want, and then do it. Literally, I'm, I'm dead serious, guys. You can literally take a rope and a rock, a boulder, you know, not a boulder, obviously, a boulder, huge, and I'm going to swing it, but like a rock that you find outside. Cleanse it, charge it, and use it. It's fine. Spirits want that are going to connect with you want to connect. If they don't want to connect, they're not going to. But if they want to, they're going to connect with you in any way that you try to reach out to them. There are a lot of spirits and energies around you that want that attention. They want to be heard. They want to feel like they are there. And there are some that don't. There are some that will literally shut you out. You can feel them around you, but they're not going to give you any fucking sign that they're there because they don't want you to mess with them. They don't want to be you know, acknowledged, and that's fine, that's completely fine, but what is there will work with you if it wants to, so, pendulums are a great, easy way to start out, um, you can carry them in your bra, in your pocket, anywhere, you can make it out of anything, it's really cool, um, I don't know if you guys remember, I was talking about my Mindful Souls box, I got this probably, I don't know, I'd say like six or, six or seven months ago, it is a rose quartz, pyramid stone with a pendulum stone on the other side of it with a circle around the pendulum stone and the chain that's attached to it 
is chakra stones, and it's so cool. Um, you could actually take that off and make it into a bracelet. It's kind of like a big bracelet, but it's really cool. Like, it's just a really cute little thing, and you can use it for so many different things. It's really awesome. So, I use that a lot, too, but I still, my go-to will always be my Black Onyx. Um, I have probably, gosh, maybe 12 different pendulums right now that I, that I really keep in here, but I have a bunch that are missing, and... I honestly feel like that was some bad energy I had around in the house that has literally taken my pendulums and taken off with them or done something with them. Uh, Travis made me this really cool. I think I shared pictures in the group too. This He took a log from outside, literally went out in the backyard and got a log. Nice, like, huge log. It's like a smaller limb, but that's a log. And he cut slits into it. That way I can hang my chains in between. Like they're not like straight slits. They're just kind of like wedge type slits. And I can hang the chain in there. And then it holds it up there. And then he took his wood burner and burned rune symbols into it that I loved. That had meaning to me and everything. And different signs. So and sigils. So it's really cool. But I'm missing a lot of them. And it's pissing me off because I don't know where they are. I've searched everywhere. So I think some of the spirits are fucking with me. I've taken them. Which... Like I said, if you guys have followed along, we have a trickster in the house. I really need to do an episode where I talk about all the different spirits that are here because we have several. And the trickster has been acting really... I don't know. I don't want to say shady, but annoying, I guess, would be the word. Um, it's all the time little things like... I don't know if this was a trickster or if it was Chav's mom, but Chav and I were sitting in the family room earlier today and... We have, we started to put out some decorations for Halloween because we go all out and we have this animated wolf that she had gotten us and it howls, it's um, motion sensor, like when you get close or noise, when you get close it's motion, yeah motion and you get close to it and it howls and it lifts its head up and, and does all seven, it's really fucking cool, we're sitting in the house and it goes off by itself, sitting out there on the front step, Charlie and I look at each other like, um, what the actual fuck? And then Chow tells me, there's no batteries in it, Cassie. And I was like, what? Okay, he's got to be fucking with me. So it goes off again, and we run out there, and we're like, what the fuck? And then it stops. So we're like, okay, well, we don't smoke in the house. So we sat down on the porch, smoked a cigarette, and we're sitting there, and the fucking thing goes off again. So I step down there, and I, I like, look at it. Chow picks it up. Not only does it not have batteries in it, it is in the off position. So I don't know if it was the trickster that's here. I think we call him, or his, he told us his name was Jack, but I think he might be lying also. Or if it was Travis's mom letting us know she was here because she's the one who actually bought it for us. So I don't know, but either way, it was creepy. So um, back to me complaining about my pendulums missing. You can pick different pendulums. I mean, if you really want to get into it and you really want a good pendulum collection, you can pick different stones and crystals for different reasons. Um, if you have, you know, you want to ask questions about, like, love and stuff, I would use a rose quartz. If you are trying to figure out questions, like, about your future protection, myself, personally, I use a bloodstone or I use um, tiger's eye just because those are what I associate with protection and, and future things and um, now, my black onyx I just use for everyday type stuff. It doesn't have a specific. It is just my go-to. I don't know why I'm so drawn to it. 
I think it's just because it's so beautiful and pretty. I mean, it really is a gorgeous, gorgeous piece. So I think that's why I am drawn to it the most. But honestly, you guys can use anything. Like I said, a freaking rock and a shoestring or a rope or anything will work. You can use a fucking candle tied to a shoestring too. I mean, it's literally anything. So that is completely your choice of which one you want to do or how you want to do it. But pendulum is a great way to start. Pendulums are just easy, and they are just a really good way to just start out and, and to build your confidence in what you're doing. Because, again, this is a, a delicate thing to do, and you're going to second-guess yourself because you guys all do. We all do. I do it. You guys do it. We all do it. So, pendulums are a great way to start out and build your confidence as you start working more with divination. Alright, so the next tool that is really good for anyone beginning out with divination would be dowsing rods. Now, I did not talk about these in the season one episode where we kind of just defined divination and the different items. Dowsing rods are basically the rods that you see people hold, usually, usually made of some type of metal, um, and they're just rods that you hold out you hold steady and you ask questions and you wait for them to cross and mine just told me no but that's bad without me asking a question which i'm assuming oh now we're going to yes so all right okay i know there's an older lady that lives in here do are you here now yes you are okay do you want to be recognized on my podcast Okay, they're not moving. So I will tell you guys, since you obviously can't see this, um, dowsing rods are normally, when they cross, it's no, and when they go straight out, it's yes. That's what mine have always been. Um, you can set it with your spirits and energy however you wish. Um, you can make it the opposite, but the spirits of my home are very used to these dowsing rods, and we use spread out for yes. Yes, they just did it. Now we show me no, and she just crossed them and made an X for no. So, the room I'm in used to be my son's room before he moved out, and the spirit that's here is an older lady. She's talked to us. She's given us a couple different names through our um, speaking box that we have, the the app, but I'm not 100% sure if it was her, if it was Jack kind of messing with her or whatever, but I know she stays predominantly in this room up in the attic uh, access from this room. But the dowsing rods are really easy because you honestly just hold them straight out, you don't move, you just ask questions, and they move on their own. The energy around you, the spirits will use them to cross over or spread out and answer questions. And they're a really cool way to just feel the energy around. Because you can honestly feel the energy going through the rods and into your body when they touch the rods or whatever they use, do. You know, they use their energy to move it, but you can feel it, and it is so cool. I usually have my kids when they're over and they want to connect because they miss, you know, they miss some of the spirits here because they grew up, you know. Let me back up. Um, I do, some of you guys know, some of you may have missed um, some of the episodes if you're just kind of digging into some of them. Yes, we moved to Phoenix for a while, but this was the home that my kids grew up in. My sister moved into my home when we moved to Phoenix. And for the first few years that we were back, we lived in a rental until she moved out of my home and we moved back into our home. So... My kids have grown up in the haunted home. They've grown up with these spirits. They've grown up 
accepting the energies that were here and the spirits that were here and learning to live with them and to share their space with them. So we are all familiar with spirits here and we have had a few new ones that we, I don't know if it's a piece that we bought somewhere, maybe something we bought that had a spirit or energy connected to it, or if it's something new that's just now shown itself, you know, instead of in the first like 20 years that we lived here, I'm not really sure, but we do have a few new ones, but however, the kids have, have grown attached to some of these spirits because they've been here with them for so long. I mean, my kids are 19 and, and 21, so they've spent a lot of time around these spirits, and, and they're very used to them. So when they come over, they use the dowsing rods, and they will tell you how cool the feeling is to to feel that energy connect with the rods and then connect through your body as you're holding the rods. It's really cool. So dowsing rods are again somewhere similar with pendulum rod um, with pendulum situation. It's a lot of yes and no questions. Um, you can set parameters and, and define what you want the other ones to be if you want to ask something that's not yes or no. If you want to ask like um like an update I mean anything honestly you just it would have to be between two answers um because obviously they can't do multiple there's like two directions they can really go here. But it is another really great beginning tool for anyone who is starting out in divination and not really 100% sure of their abilities or their open-mindedness and, and you're something you're working on. It's really important to remember that you guys all have this inside of you. We are all born with this ability. It's just over the years we are told that it's our imagination or our minds playing tricks on us or sometimes parents just flat out tell kids they're crazy. Uh, we're, we're just taught to ignore these things and that's why animals pick up things and babies and kids see things and pick it up and hear things. We have just trained our brains to ignore those things and we, we covered this very deeply in a episode in season one and it's really important to stop doing that, to stop telling your, yourself, oh, it was nothing, it was my imagination or... Oh, it's, it's, you know, my mind just playing tricks on me. I'm tired. It, because it's nine times out of ten, not that. Nine times out of ten, it really is energy or it really is the spirit around you. And you have to train yourself again, retrain yourself to accept those things and open up to them. That will make your divination practices and events so much better and stronger because you are not going to be second-guessing yourself and you're going to actually be able to just embrace it and accept it and and do so much more with it so it's really important that you really work on stopping and telling yourself it's nothing because it is something nine times out of ten it really is something so just accept it and practice with it it's honestly the best way to to add the sharpness and embrace your third eye uh we've talked about this in several episodes i mean i I know we did it, like I said, an in-depth one in season one. We did a a little bit of one in this season. I'm pretty sure we talked more about opening your third eye and, and opening that up. And it's just really important. If you do little things every single day to sharpen that and to work on it, it's, it's going to be amazing. So back to the dowsing rods. They're a really great tool. And you can get them pretty cheap. Um... I got these on Amazon, and I know some people, some witches are like, oh, I'm not buying anything from Amazon. Well, you know what? I do buy stuff from Amazon. I check out what I buy first. I make sure it's legit. And the rods themselves are not, like, have to be something super, super special. Like, you know, 
it's not like they have to be real, you know, like a real crystal. These are just simple rods that are light enough for spirits and energy to move that you can also feel. But it's about you cleansing them and charging them and putting your faith into the fact that you trust yourself to do that correctly. And you really can't fuck up dowsing rods. I mean, you literally just hold them steady and the energies and spirits around you do everything, all the rest of the work. So it's fine. But I got them on Amazon pretty cheap. I think they were like six bucks. They, they weren't super expensive. You can get really expensive ones. If you want to spend $90 on a set, fucking do it. All the more power to you. But as y'all have learned, I am cheap as fuck. And I bought cheap ones because I'm cheap. I didn't buy the cheapest ones, though. There were some for like three bucks. And I was just like, nah, I don't want this. Anyway, you can really buy them anywhere. Um... I'm pretty sure if you have the ability, you could also make your own. And as long as you cleanse them and charge them, I don't see why it would be anything different than what you buy. So, there you go. <coughs> Alright, next, when it comes to communicating with spirits, we're going to get to the big one here, guys. There's a lot of fucking debate on this one. And this is more for someone who's more experienced with divination, for someone who's more experienced with casting circles and protection and things like that and that is the speaking board or otherwise known to many as the Ouija board. People will tell you they're evil, they will tell you don't do them, you're going to open up blah blah blah, you're going to mess with stuff, you don't know what you're doing and they're partially right. If you are not fucking careful, you can let some shit through that you don't want but you have to be cautious, you have to be careful who you connect with you have to be careful to make sure that you protect yourself before you start this. Because if not, you can really do some damage in the way of your mental state. Because you're going to let something through. I mean, I'm still online whether spirits can actually, energies can actually physically harm and kill us. I mean, I know there's a whole big situation about that. But, I mean, a strong enough energy probably could um, kill somebody. I, I, I don't know how I feel about all that right yet. Still, I'm still on the thing. But, defense, not the thing. Um, mentally, they could fuck us royally. They could mind fuck us. And that is something that you don't want either. And that's why, before you even think about fucking with a spirit board. Or a Ouija board. Please, 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 please do a protection spell on yourself. Cast a circle of protection before you do this. That way, if you do unleash something, you can close that circle and still be safe. I try not to gatekeep and tell you guys what to do. I try to give you guidelines and tips, suggestions, ideas, and kind of like, you know, sway you different ways of, you know, just kind of give you what I do. But this is one thing I'm very adamant about, and I, I don't want to call myself a gatekeeper, but I really want to be adamant about this part. When you are doing anything with a speaking board or Ouija board, please use caution, guys, because you can unleash something bad. Especially with the veil being thin, you don't know what's going to come through. So, I mean, not all energies and spirits are good. I would love it if they were, but reality is they are not, so... Please use caution. Um, you just don't know what you're going to open up. And you have to be very cautious. So. I got mine. Again. On Amazon. But. It's from an actual seller. Um, they sell them in other places. It's like a third party. Like they just have their store on Amazon. 
But it's really fucking cool. It, oh, man, I forgot that all my shit got erased out of the Facebook group when I got hacked. I will post a new picture of it. It is badass. Um, this is one thing I did not go cheap on just because I fell in love with it instantly. The base of it is like, it's round is what it is. It's like a, a kind of like, not actually round. The glass is round on top, but the bottom's more like a stop shine shape. Um, octagon, is that the word? I think that's the word. Guys, I'm tired. I'm sorry. Um, but it's heavy base. The The bottom is like a plastic with, he it's a heavy base. And it's got like the little top thing that holds it. And it's a glass plate that sits on top. And it's got like the tree of life on it. And then all the letters and the numbers and the yes, no, hello, goodbye, all that stuff. It came with a planchette, but I don't use a planchette on it. And that's something that people debate on whether they do the planchette or not. I don't trust other people to put their fingers on it with me. I just don't. Um, I know that sounds bad. Like my husband, if he were here or if he were doing it with me or my kids or whatever, they know how serious this stuff is to me and how um, important it is and how I take it very seriously and I don't fuck around when it comes to speaking of spirits and things like that. So they would never, ever, ever intentionally push the planchet some other way. But I don't trust other people. Um, I, I just have this thing with... When it comes to Ouija boards, just not trusting people and speaking boards. So I use pendulum, especially if I'm with other people, just because I want real answers. I want unbiased, unpushed, nothing that anybody else control, can control. I make sure when I'm doing pendulum work, I think I should have mentioned this earlier, if you're with the dowsing rods, make sure that there's no airflow coming in. Um, you don't want a really strong fan on or the furnace or air conditioner, the duct vents, whatever, to kick on and and blow anything any which way or, or to have any kind of influence on your readings at all. But I connected with my dad um, on this. He was actually one of the first spirits I connected with on the speaking board. And I knew it was my dad because if you guys remember, if you guys follow the episode, you know that technically my dad bought my house for me. I know it sounds bratish, but it's not. Like, he bought it and, like, we paid the payments and stuff. But we just have never got it switched over to our name. But my dad passed away in 2016. When I got this speaking board, I got my pendulum out, and he was the first one I contacted. I did, wasn't even trying. I was just kind of, I cast in my circle just to kind of test that nobody was in the house. I made sure I was alone just to kind of see what was going on and test it out. Because if something did happen, I didn't want anybody else in here that could get hurt or anything else. But I did let something else out that I couldn't control. So took precautions to make sure I would be the only one that got injured or anything like that. I had my speaking board ready, my circle cast, everything was good, and I, you know, asked to be once here, and I got yes, and then, um, and I had to say I was using my favorite black onyx pendulum, um, I asked if, you know, who you were, and we did letter by letter, and I didn't get a name, I got N-O, I-N, M-Y, O, or I'm sorry, H-O-U-S-K-A-S. -S. My dad and my mom are very against speaking boards and Ouija boards because of an incident when I was little, which I'll tell you guys here about here in a second. And the first one that came through was my dad saying, no, not in my house, Cass. He was telling me not to do it here. It was just crazy. And I knew it was my dad because I could feel that energy. It was just insane. But... I also connected with the little girl, and that's how we found out about Molly. Um, 
I, I'm not sure if that's her real name. I think that's a, a fake name that she's given us because I've not been able to actually trace back the name Molly. I did talk about this in season one. Um, I was talking to the spirit and she was telling me that she was scared of her mom and her name was Molly and something bad had happened in the house. And right when I was getting ready to get some answers, who you're scared of, that's when it came up. I got M-O and then my pendulum dropped. It broke, it didn't drop, it broke. So my pendulum, the chain is attached like you attach a necklace with like the little clasp. And I don't know how this fucking thing came undone, but as I'm swinging it and getting the answer, I have M-O, and for some reason, my pendulum came unclasped. Don't know, because when I picked it up, it was still clasped. The pendulum was just off of the chain. The pendulum was laying on the letter M, because it like slid over there when it fell. It cracked my glass just a hair, but put a nick in it. And at the exact same time, the candle that I had in my circle, it was a tall glass pillar candle, fucking cracked at the same time all that happened. And I put that fucking speaking board up for a few days after I closed my circle because it freaked me the fuck out. The freaky part is when I was little, my sister and I, she's six years older than me, and we would have friends and stuff over. She would have like a house party when my mom and dad were gone for the weekend or whatever. And my aunt was supposed to be watching us who didn't watch us, but either way um so we had a Ouija board out and we were you know they were doing stuff I didn't I was just a spectator it was my sister but um I was born on Friday the 13th so my mom just assumes everything bad that happens is because I was born on Friday the 13th so everything's my fault apparently um literally my entire fucking life everything that happens is my fault that's bad to anyone it's my fault but um so I was little on I was probably maybe eight, nine, maybe ten at the oldest, but so her and her friends were doing it, and we were all in there, and I mean, I'm like on the edge of my seat, because I'm already have like all these things that I feel and see, and I can't tell anyone, because they would think I'm fucking crazy, and my parents already kind of thought I was crazy anyway, and weird, so I just never fucking said a thing to anybody about the things I could see and feel and sense, and um, I remember... The, they were doing the planchette, and I was sure someone was moving it, cause I just didn't feel anything at the time, like, it was weird, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm freaked out, I'm on the edge, but I just, I felt like they were all gonna just be moving it and everything anyway, and then, the planchette just slides across the fucking board, the doorbell rings, and a glass pillar candle, the exact same style like I just had, happened to me, fucking snapped in half, that fucking thing snapped in half half guys it is a glass pillar candle and it snapped in fucking half at the exact same time the planchette slid across the board and the fucking doorbell rang and there was nobody at the door scared the fucking living shit out of me i mean it was scary and it was one thing that we did end up telling my mom about like afterward like later on you know but my mom swears that ouija boards are horrible and of course since my sister brought the Ouija board into the house, not me, but I was born on Friday the 13th, so everything bad that had happened, all the bad luck after that point was my fault. So, yeah. So, Ouija boards slash speaking boards I'm very cautious with. Um, just please, please, please cast a circle, use some protection, cleanse yourself, just get yourself in the right space and mindset before you start using it, because if not, you could let anything in, and it it's just... 
very hard to get some of those things out if they get through. So please use caution. Uh, you can even make your own speaking board. I've seen a lot of people do this. Um, I've seen people do it with like runes or like, if you guys remember back when I talked about, I told you I got these, those little clear gems from the dollar store and I painted them and then used a marker to write on there, like the paint marker to make my own rune set. I've seen people take and make their own uh, spirit boards with that. They've done square ones and circle ones, but they took those gems and they painted them and then they like took like a paint marker or some kind of paintbrush and they painted the letters on and then they hot glued those to a board in different shapes and everything and they made their own. They took like a bigger rock or um, stone for the yes and the no and the goodbye and things like that. But you can totally make it your own and it may make it a little more special for you. It's not like the board itself is haunted or is evil. It's the using it because you're opening a door for spirits to come through and speak. But again, you're doing that with all kinds of divination. It's just that when you start using a speaking board or a Ouija board, it's just a little different. I honestly cannot tell you the, the details and specifics of how it opens up doors for others. Um, all divination work is able to be compromised honestly I mean it just is but when you start doing with the speaking boards it just becomes a, a whole different ballgame there so um those are like the main divinations of, of communicating with spirits besides the scrying now scrying is a whole different ballgame because it is more about what they influence you to see or what you see based on your abilities to see things, um, like, you know, with clairvoyance type things. And that, again, that's, that ties with your third eye, and that's something that you can, you can open on your own. The scrying, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, because I think I'm going to do a full episode on scrying, just because there's so many different parts of it. So we'll just kind of, like, quickly go through the scrying parts. Crystal ball, obviously, is the main one that people, when they think of scrying, that they think of. Uh, crystal balls are really awesome. I have a beautiful one that's super fucking heavy. It's amazing. I fucking love it. It's really cool. It's just, you get lost in it and mesmerized in it. I will remind you, please cover that bitch up when you, like, are not using it. Because if a sun, like, a ray of sun comes through your window and hits that fucking thing, it can burn your damn house down. It, it acts like a magnifying glass, like, you know, when we were little and we used to, like, wood burn things or, you know, carve things into the wood, like, with the magnifying glass in the sun, and it took for a while, but it was fun, and we did it, but that's exactly what a crystal ball does, only, like, a hundred times fucking more powerful, because it's a giant motherfucker, and it will, like, burn your house down, so just use caution, keep it covered. Scrying is about what you see, it's about clearing your mind, creating a blank canvas, and then seeing what pops up. And you can train yourself to, to, to do this, to open that up more by making yourself envision things to begin with. So say that you are, no matter what type of scrying that you're, you know, you're, you're working with, whether it be a crystal ball or a black mirror or a uh, water scrying, then you can kind of just Train yourself and say, okay, I want to see a horse. And then you envision that horse in there. Like, you find that horse in there. 
it's just a way to kind of practice getting your mind in that set of, okay, what is coming out, what you're seeing in the future, or what you're seeing, you know, future with Crystal Ball, what you're seeing um, in your mind and what, what you're envisioning is, is putting that into a, like an actual vision. So, I mean, we get, when we get visions in our heads, not everybody has a clear actual vision of something complete, like a, it's not like a, a TV show vision, like, it's not like you fully see it, like a, a clip or a movie or something. Some people see it in words and feel it in words or hear it in words. So this is training your your brain and your power to communicate in the same pattern. And if you if you can't do it that way, if you can't envision the actual images, it's perfectly fine to do it with the words or whatever it is that you envision. Because there's a lot of people who don't have that inner monologue. Um, I, I didn't know this until not real long ago, but not everybody talks to themselves in their head. Some people, like when they are reading out loud, they associate it with shapes or images or things like that instead. So we all have our different ways. Some people see words or colors or whatever it may be, but not everybody has that inner monologue. And that is really hard pill to swallow because that just mind fucks you right there. And you have to think like, how in the fuck is that possible? Especially if you're someone who's never known that and you've always had an inner monologue. On the opposite hand, if you are someone who doesn't have an inner monologue and you've only ever seen like pictures or words or shapes or colors or whatever, you may be a little freaked out to know that people talk to themselves in their heads. So again, we all have to adapt and, and understand that we all have different ways. So if you hear someone talk to you about something that's a little different than what you've ever understood, it's time to open your mindset that maybe we're not all the same. Because we're fucking not. But there again, everybody is going to see and do their scrying different ways. So I'm not going to tell you exactly how to do it because I can't tell you how to do it exactly. Everybody's going to do it differently. That's why, again, I want to um, focus on scrying as its whole own episode just because it is a lot of shit there. So um, the crystal ball is one of the main ones. A black mirror scrying. Now, there are people who will not do it. They, they refuse to do a black mirror. It scares the shit out of them. And that's perfectly fine. I made my own. I literally just went to the dollar store. I bought a $5 picture frame. Took the glass out. Painted one side of the glass with a matte black spray, like spray paint. And then I put the clear side of the glass out when I was done. And the black side towards the back. Which, that way it just wouldn't be like all clever and you have the glossiness to go through. And that is my black scrying mirror. You have to hang it in a place where you're not going to see like reflections of everything else when you start to look. Or else that's all you're going to see and you're not going to be able to clear your mind enough to, to actually do what you're trying to do. Water scrying is another really cool way that goes with the whole clearness of everything. You need to put it under, like if you have a bowl... You need to make sure that it has a solid color, doesn't have any patterns. It's not like a glass bowl that you're going to see through and see things around it. It needs to be a solid color of some sort. White would be ideal. Not everybody has a white bowl. So any color will really work, to be honest. I mean, if we have black scrying mirrors, we can have a blue fucking scrying bowl of water. It doesn't really matter. Cloud scrying and smoke scrying are a little different because you see things that are already there you just put your mind will make things out of things that are there um again it's it's a lot so we'll, we'll do a whole episode on scrying later because there these are just a few of the ways 
there's a lot of different ways to do scrying. So, um, th this is just, you know, a brief description of a few of them. Uh, but these are some awesome ways. And you guys, cloud scrying is completely free because all you literally have to do is walk to a window or walk outside and look at the fucking sky and it's right there. You don't have to pay a dime. Like, it is free. Water scrying is also free because you just fill a bowl of water, which I mean, technically you got to pay your water bill, but you know, it's right there. Smoke scrying is another thing, and you can do like, um, start a little fire in your cauldron and do the smoke from there. You can burn some sage or burn whatever and do the smoke from there. You can have a fire outside, a bonfire, whatever the case may be. Smoke scrying is also another really popular way. Again, I really want to do a full episode on these because there's just way too many to get into in different parts of it. So, um, the last two that I'm going to talk about, um, well, three technically. So two of the last are the, the card reading oracle and tarot, the two most popular. These are a different type of divination because you are more answering questions and connecting with yourself and what you believe. It's not so much connecting with other spirits. Yes, energies and spirits around will, um, connect with the deck. They will, uh you know, interact with it and kind of help make things as you shuffle, tell you when to stop. It's, it's a, the way that the spirits kind of influence you to stop and change what you're doing. And then they will influence the way that you interpret the cards. So I can't tell you the many times that I've had a card come up that has one specific meaning, you know, that, that like a general meaning, but I felt an influence from a spirit or energy telling me to read the card in a different way or with a spin to it or this isn't a bad thing even though it's a card that would normally would be a bad card so um it, it's just it's all about understanding how to read the cards and how to understand the influence of the spirits and the energies around you have and also trusting yourself to to interpret what it means and put into the situation the question at hand Tarot has a lot of, I mean, there's so many different fucking versions of tarot decks. If you are starting out, I highly suggest, um, oh my god, I just forgot the name of it. <laughs> oh my god, I have the box. It's my fucking favorite deck, and it's, I have it right here, I don't know what the name of it, because I just fucking forgot what it's called, because my brain just went fucking stupid. It's the... Uh, Wild Unknown Tarot Guide or Deck. It's by Kim Kranz. It comes with not only the deck, guys, but it comes with a full book that literally explains not only how to get started with card reading and with tarot reading, but it explains literally every fucking card and every family, like the Cups family, the Wands family, the Swords family. Uh, in this case, it's Pentacles. In some cases, it'll be Coins. It just depends on what type of deck you have. And every deck has a different theme to them. Um, this one is a really great one for starters. I've had many tarot decks, but this is the one I will go back to every fucking time, even though I'm no longer a starter or um, an amateur at it. I, I'm pretty fucking good at tarot reading. I've done it for a lot of people. I have people come to my home and I read cards for them. So I'm pretty efficient in tarot reading. But I still resort back to this deck every time because it is my fucking favorite. I just feel connected to it. I have gotten so many other decks and I've never had a connection to the other decks the way that I have to this one. 
Um, I've used them many times, lots. I just feel super connected to this one. And that's what's really important too, is that you feel connected to your deck because if you don't have that connection, you don't have that bond, then uh, you're not gonna really be able to do it where you're gonna feel confident in your reading. So there's a big cliche when it comes to tarot reading and tarot decks and everything. And, so many witches will say, oh, you're not supposed to buy your first deck. It's supposed to be gifted to you. Well, you know what? I say bullshit. If you want that, fucking A, go for it. Do it. Have, make sure it's gifted to you. But as I said in the first season when we talked about this, you can also buy your own damn deck. Especially if you feel drawn to one. So... I felt really drawn to this one, and I I wanted it, so Tribe got it for me. But I basically picked it out myself. Like, I said, hey, this is what I want, and he went up and bought it for me. You don't have to do everything based on what every single other person does. You do what you feel. If you don't want to buy your first deck because you feel superstitious about it, or you feel like you want to follow what, you know, you've heard in the past, great. Have someone get it for you. Um, wait for someone to get you on. Ask somebody to buy you one. Or give somebody the money to buy you the one that you want. Like, be like, hey, this is a deck I'm drawn to. I love this deck. But superstition or my beliefs are I cannot buy my first deck. So I'm going to give you money and you pay for it for me. So technically they didn't buy it for you. They are going to hand it to you like a gift or have them pay for it and buy it for you and then you just pay them back later or pay them back in a different way or something. There are ways to get around it and do both. To pick out your own and to still be gifted it. So, it's completely up to you. But tarot cards are really great because they are a way to affirm to yourself the different um, things you're feeling. And sometimes, like, if I'm having a day and I are, you know, feeling about something and the day just feels completely off or whatever the case may be, I will turn in my deck and I will kind of just ask some questions just to reaffirm the way I feel or that I'm what I'm doing is correct or that I'm going the right way or you know whatever or if, if I'm being fucking ridiculous the deck will tell me it'll tell me I'm being over dramatic it'll tell me I'm I'm overthinking and nine times out of ten that's usually what happens because I overreact I overthink I panic and I do the opposite of what I tell you guys all the time to do and I tell you guys to Trust your gut, trust your instincts, and follow, you know, what you feel. And I tell you guys to do that, but I, I'm not going to lie. I do the fucking opposite all the time. I'm constantly second-guessing myself. I've got to quit doing it. I'm not a really great person. I'm sitting here telling you guys, do this, do this, be great, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, man, should I do this? Is that real? Man, I don't know if I did that. I don't know. I don't know if I'm really good at this, whatever. I, I'm really good at telling you guys how we should do it and then not listen to my own voice, so. But, again, Travis is really wonderful. You guys, I know I brag about him all the time, and I'm just, like, totally going off the wheel here, but he is so great about making me feel so good about things, and he will reaffirm everything with me, and he just makes me realize that, yeah, I should trust my gut, and I do, you know, it's like he just knows when I'm feeling something's off, and he will just reaffirm for me. And that's really important to me because he is my other half. Like, I am no, I'm not a whole person without him. I would literally, if anything happened to him, I would literally die within the, a 24-hour period after that because 
my heart would break, fully break, and I would just, I would just shrivel up and go. So, um, yeah, I need to throw that out there, just to be a Debbie Downer for everyone. But no, um, I, I do fall into that a lot, though, guys. I do have a lot of trouble trusting my own instincts a lot, just because I've, this past year and a half has been so much of a shit show that I just feel like everything is going wrong, and I, you know, it's funny, every time after I do one of these episodes, and I'm telling you guys to trust your guts, and listen to yourselves, and trust your instincts, I feel better about myself afterwards, and I start to actually take my own advice, and then when I have these breaks in between because of fucked up shit happening, or, or, you know, things just going kind of haywire, then I fall back off of that, and then when I do catch back up and do another episode, and then I feel back and more confident, and I do trust myself again and trust my gut. So I think the more I tell you guys to trust your guts, the more I'm actually telling myself. So it is what it is. I use you guys as my excuse to tell myself to actually trust myself. But trust your gut, guys. It's there for a reason. No. So Tara, um, you can re- go back to the season one if you really want a more a refresher on it. But um, we're gonna do some more in depth on all of these later. Um, the scrying and then the tarot and the oracle, I really think, and palm reading. We're going to get really in-depth with these and episodes coming up. So I'm going to be kind of brief because I've already been rambling for like a really long time. This is a really longer episode than I planned. But tarot's a really good way to just kind of affirm what you're thinking and um, get get question, answers to questions. And you can do a daily card read. That is so important to keep your, your skills sharp and just kind of make you feel better about your day. So... A lot of times I'll do a daily card read before I go to work or when I get up and I'm just getting things ready and I just kind of want to see what the day's got in store for me and I'll do a one card pull and that is a really great way to also get to know your deck. Um, you have to really learn your deck and you can't just sit there and read the book and be like, okay, this card means this and this card will always mean this because yeah, it does mean that but it also can mean a different version of that and that's what I love about... Um, the Wild Unknown deck, because the book that Karen wrote with it, she tells you a general guide of what each card symbolizes, but it's up to your interpretation of how you basically interpret it. I, I know that I just use the same word both times, but you know what I mean. It, it's up to you trusting yourself to interpret it in the situation, because a card may pop up and you're talking about money and you have a, an emotional card that pops up. And you're like, well, what the fuck is that? Like, you know, a cup card comes up and you're like, um, okay. But it, it's all about how you interpret it and you put it into that situation. So when I'm doing a tarot reading for someone, it is about the question. It's the, it's the important part here, the question. The situation in general as a whole, because it's not just black and white. Nothing in this world is black and white. So you, you have to interpret what the card is symbolizing and then go from there and put it into context with what's going on in the question or situation or or whatever the case may be and that is what I love about the wild unknown because the card kind of just radiates so many different ways each of these cards have a beautiful design on them but they also help you because that design is not just flat out okay this is this it basically symbolizes a general meaning of whether it's a good thing or a bad thing or an okay thing or whatever the case may be. And you can interpret that into the reading. And you don't have to actually memorize every single fucking definition for the card. Because again, 
those are just more general definitions. This gives you the openness to really interpret the meaning and trust the energies and spirits around you that are guiding it and then trust yourself as well. Oracle cards are a little different because oracle cards just have like a one, sometimes there's a two word. I mean, it just depends on if it's like a, a, a different thing, but for the most part, they have a picture and they have one word on them. Oracle cards for me, I turn to those not near as much as I do my tarot cards just because the oracle cards are more of like a special occasion situation for me. Now, I do have um, people in my life who come to me for readings and they want oracle more than tarot. They've just heard lots of things about oracle cards or they just feel more connected to the oracle cards and that's fine. And when I do a reading for people, I, I have them kind of touch both decks and feel both decks and see which one they're drawn to more and that's what I go with them. And I do have several people who have really been drawn more to oracle cards than they are tarot and it's it's that way for a reason. They are drawn to it for a reason because the answers lie in those cards. So you just kind of got to go with whatever you're feeling and they're feeling and, and, and just go with the flow. So the oracle cards, again, have more like just a one word and a picture on them. So you have to interpret what that word may mean in that situation. Like if I asked how my day is going to be and, you know, my card pops up with journey. It says journey on it. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Like, I need more answers here. So, and then my next card is Melancholy, and then Size, and then Messenger. So then that tells me that, hey, my day is going to be kind of an interestingly calm day because the journey would be, to me, I interpret that as, you know, there's a lot going on because the journey is like a long day. And then Melancholy is more kind of like a, huh. And the sighs, obviously, when you sigh, that's out of boredom or tiredness or annoyance or whatever. And the messenger so that tells me somebody's going to piss me off, honestly. And that's just how I interpret it. On That's just straight up how I interpret that. And it, it could be a totally different way, depending on the situation, the energy you feel. It's, again, it's really important that you trust your gut. Um, it's also really important to notate that when the death card comes up in these situations, it does not mean death. And that is a big thing that really pisses me off when people are doing readings and they're like, oh, the death card, you're going to die or someone around you is going to die. That's not what it fucking means, okay? The death card just simply means the end of something. Not necessarily the end of life. It could be the end of a cycle. The death card could be actually a fucking great card. Because when my son was in a relationship with a total bitch. And I just, I'm so glad my youngest son, when he got away from this girl, I was so fucking happy. But he had me do a tarot reading for him because he was going through stuff. And the death card popped up and he panicked. And I was like, Brady, you know, we've talked about this before. The death card does not mean the death card. It means the end of something. And I said, you know, this could mean this is the end of you and, you know, I'm not going to say her name. And he's like, oh, man, that would be awesome. He just didn't want to be rude and break it off because that's my boy. But he wasn't happy and he just didn't want to be there anymore. But he didn't want to be, he just didn't want to break her heart. And it was a whole situation. I don't want to get into it all and too personal shit. But point is the death card in that situation was fucking good because hey it did come to an end 
and he met an amazing fucking girl that I absolutely love. She is like a daughter to me, and she's just the most amazing girl ever. Both of my sons have amazing girls right now in their lives, and that we could not be happier or more proud of them. And I'm just going to ramble and brag about my children for a second. Um, I'm really sorry, but, you know, I love them, and they're great. But the, the death card in that situation really was a good sign. So it's all about the situation. It's all about the topic. It's about the question. It's about all of those different aspects that go into it. So you have to interpret it as you go and not just take it at face value. And that, again, is where you use your, your abilities and your gut and everything and accept it. The last divination tool we're going to talk about, again, is palm reading. Um, again, this will have to have its own full episode to go over it, but I'm just going to briefly remind you guys, as I said in the beginning, the problem I have with the, the learning the lines and everything is, is easy. It's the feeling people's emotions and their pain and their struggles, and, and but there's the good sides, like their happiness and the things like that, but feeling that when you touch someone is very just emotionally draining for you, whether it is happy emotions sad emotions, whatever the emotions are, feeling that energy of someone else's unto you is very draining. So that's why I kind of steer away from palm reading as much as I can, unless it's someone I know or I'm used to doing that with, just because it is so um, hard on me to do mentally. Not everyone will have that problem, though, because if you haven't really embraced that side of you yet or you don't have that um, opened up or you've learned to shut that off somehow will you please teach me how to shut that off if you learn because i've tried for years and i can't um but that that's that's really i mean and that is a part of palm reading though too is you have to be able to feel the person's energies and everything so you can correctly read the palm because the lines only tell us so much i mean the lines are pretty defined as to what they mean but you have to interpret it and that's where the feel of when you you hold that person's hand in your palm and you point out the lines in their palm, it, that's where you're feeling that transfer of. And if you've ever had your palm read, they will hold your hand for a minute before they read your palm. They will try to read and feel your emotions and feel you and connect with you before they read it. Because the, the, the lines are just the guideline for us. And then we have to interpret the rest based on the guideline or the outline of your hands and what the lines say based and adding that too, I'm sorry, and, and mixing that in with everything that we feel when we touch you. So it's just, if you haven't learned how to not care, if you, let me start that over. If you can learn to not carry that with you, their stuff, their feelings, their emotions, their everything with you and they walk away, then fucking amen to you, please be a palm reader and, and really get into it. But I cannot shut that off, and that's the impasse in me. I it I got good at it for a while, guys. I'm pretty sure I talked about it in an episode a while back. I was telling you guys how I learned to shut that off and to tell myself this is not mine to carry, this is not my pain, this is not my emotion to carry. And then it just became too strong. I, I think I got weak um, through everything going on and the empath part of me just got stronger and took over. So it's been fucking hard, but that's why I just steer away from palm reading now. So 
Um, guys, I have really just rambled on for a long time today. This is a really long episode, but I'm kind of glad because this really needed to be gone over. I'm really excited to share the divination information and kind of refresh. Yeah, we, we did dabble in it in the first season, but today I want to go into it a little bit more and add some different things to it. I want to do a whole episode alone on scrying alone um, just because it is so intense and there's so many different parts of it. So we'll have that coming up. Um, if you guys have any suggestions for any episodes you want to hear, anything you guys want me to talk about, please feel free to email me, thebasicwitch2020 at gmail.com. Please put in there in the email line and the subject line that it's um, witch-related or something like that because I get a lot of spam mail too, and so sometimes it just goes away. Um, it, it just doesn't pop up, so if it just says something random like, hello, or whatever in the subject line, I can't find it. I have I do go through my spam quite often and in my junk box to to search through and see if anything went there by accident. I have found several in there. So if you do email me uh, questions or whatever, just try to put something uh, this is which or the basic which or something in the subject line. So I'm going to know that it, you're like a real person and not a robot sent me a, an email. Um, We've had a lot of different things going on and um, straightening out, so I do have more information coming out with the shirt information, so I will get that out to you guys this week. I'm going to send everybody a message and uh, get everything situated, get everything back to you guys. So I do want to um, close out the episode with an affirmation, and today's affirmation, this week's affirmation, is for acceptance. This is acceptance of many things. Whatever this means to you right now when you're hearing this, when I say an affirmation for acceptance, this affirmation is for whatever it means to you right now when you hear this. Or you could take it with you and whatever it means to you when you think about it five days later or whatever the case may be. But you need to learn to accept yourself and every bit of yourself. So here it is. I love and accept myself the way I am. I love and accept the others the same way. Repeat that to yourself a few times. I'm going to say it one more time in case you want to write it down. Pause it. Get a pen and paper. Okay. Hit play. I love and accept myself the way I am and I love and accept others the same way. Repeat that to yourself. Because you can forgive someone for something that they've done to you easily. I mean, someone could do something and they apologize and you're like, that's all right, it's fine. And you forgive them. Or somebody does something wrong or, or fucks up at work or whatever. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And you're like, no, it's, it's fine. It's not a big deal. But when you fuck up or you do something, do you forgive yourself that much too? That quick, that easy? Or do you let yourself dwell on it for a while and continue to like, you know, beat yourself up over it? Think about that. All right. Accept yourself the way you accept others. All right. Something's fucking going on in the background. I don't know. Something's going on in my town. Fucking sirens and everything's going off like crazy. So I'm going to go turn the scanner on. And yeah. So I'll get you guys updated on everything. Um, please reach out to me. TheBasicWitch2020 at gmail.com. The Facebook group. Um, I will be updating some pictures. Also, real quick. Fast, 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 fast. Sorry. The online coven got shut down because it was hacked. 
So I am reworking it and I expect to have it back up within, I'd say, I'd say by first week of November. I have a lot of shit I have to go through and verify what was me, what was not me, what someone did, blah, blah, blah. And then I've got um, some people who volunteered to help me um, keep it updated and everything. So again, the online coven did, I did have to shut it down because it was hacked and it was not good. So um, I will have that back up and then we will be back on track with everything there. And I really want to move forward with it. I just need people who can help me run it. I just don't have the time to fully run it. So if you are computer savvy and website savvy and things like that, reach out to me, send me an email. Let me know that you'd be willing to help me out with running it. If I gave you the, the login information to be a moderator or an admin on the website, let me know. Cause I would appreciate that so fucking much. All right. I love you guys. You guys are amazing. You guys keep me going. And I love that you guys appreciate and accept my rawness and my realness and my need not to go and edit every little bit of this and make it sound all professional and fancy. And I'm just literally me in my witch room, in my house, being real and just spilling out my fucking guts to y'all. Thank you guys for joining in every week and, and being here with me. So I love you guys and take care. Bless me. Bye.